Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 25 of Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to be looking at verse 14, which says, And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Well, um, we were discussing... Um, the ability that Satan possesses during the time of his loosing, the time of the Great Tribulation, to call down fire from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And of course, it doesn't mean that he uh, literally can call down fire from heaven, but he can do the equivalent, which is to cause people to fall over backwards. And we see that particular phenomenon happening in numerous churches of the world, that people are deceived and they believe that when they go to this kind of a church and the pastor or whoever um, goes to apply hands to them and they, they feel like they're suddenly thrown backward and they fall to the ground. And they see it as an evidence of the Holy Spirit. I've been slain in the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. I'm a child of God. I have the Spirit. When that is far from the truth. It's uh, in keeping with how Satan works to deceive men. As so many think, well, I accepted Christ. Um, uh, wonderfully, I'm a child of God. And of course, that's a simple lie. This is more of a dramatic lie. I've fallen over backwards, therefore I possess the Holy Spirit. No, you, um, you've fallen over backwards because this has been given to Satan, this ability to perform this, uh, parlor trick to, to have people fall backwards, the equivalent of calling down fire from heaven. God has allowed him this little thing uh, in order for Satan to use it as a indicator, as a proof that he is God. I'm God. I I can even um, confirm that that my churches are true churches because they can call down fire from heaven or do the equivalent cause people to fall over backwards. And yet, it's all um, a bunch of lies. It's it's all complete deception. It It is proving that these people are under the wrath of God. To fall backwards in the Bible is a sign of being under the judgment of God. When Eli was sitting on um, the fence anxiously waiting for the ark of God to return from the battle that uh, the misguided Israelites had wrongly carried it into battle, thinking it would win them a victory. And 
and yet it was captured by the Philistines. And when someone came back with that report, Eli was an old man and, and heavy and sitting on the fence. And as soon as he heard, first he heard that his sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. And the Israelites had lost the battle and many thousands had died. And then finally he heard the ark of God was captured. It was taken by the Philistines. And Eli fell over backwards and broke his neck. Is there anything good in falling over backwards there? No, it's additional judgment upon the rebellious people of Israel because they were in error in taking the ark into the battle and, and everything was going wrong. They, they lost the battle. Many people were killed. Eli's sons were killed. The ark was captured. And the high priest of Israel, Eli, fell backwards to show that God's anger and wrath was upon them. And that's exactly what happens today. When people are falling backwards in their church, it's a, a big sign that's saying God's wrath is over this congregation. God's wrath is upon the churches. And the fact that Satan uh, has been loosed is all a part of the wrath of God on the churches. And when Satan was loosed, he was sealed, uh, he was shut up in the bottomless pit for a figurative thousand years, representing the entire New Testament church age, 33 A.D. until 1988, May 21, 1988, the day before Pentecost. The church age ended. Satan was loosed. And we read about this in Revelation chapter 20, in verse 7 and 8. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. This is basically telling us Satan goes into the church and he's able to deceive the inhabitants of the churches and and gathers them together as his personal army to come against the kingdom of God. And we read further in Matthew chapter 24 concerning this time of the great tribulation and Satan's loosing. It says in verse 24, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. And that's the same word that was translated wonders. Uh, the Greek word translated as signs in Matthew 24, 24 is the same Greek word translated as great wonders in Revelation 13, 13. Uh, there shall arise false Christ. A false Christ is a false gospel. Gospel and Christ are synonymous. And false prophets, those who declare those false gospels, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. That is a big signpost of the the time of the end when the great tribulation begins and judgment begins at the house of God and 
And that signpost is greatly in evidence in our day and has been in evidence for some time that as the churches have run after these um, signs and wonders, these outward visible things, oh, they want to see people speak in tongues because that's proof, you see. They want to see someone. They want themselves to be able to fall over backwards. I, I can see it with my eyes. I can hear the sound of the person hitting the floor. It's it's an outward, visible evidence they believe of salvation. And yet, it has nothing to do with salvation. God doesn't work that way. He doesn't work through trying to prove things to people through their physical eyes and physical sounds and things of that nature, through the senses. God works through his word, the Bible. And it's by faith in the word of God, the Bible, that people are saved and the Holy Spirit comes. As we read in Romans ten seventeen. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how the Holy Spirit came in the day of salvation into a individual's life. He doesn't come through these gimmicks. He doesn't come through these outward things. They mean nothing concerning true salvation. The only thing they mean is that you can be sure that all involved are under the wrath of God, all associated uh, with the performance of the church and setting up this kind of carnival atmosphere are under the wrath of God. It is an expression of the extreme anger of God against such faithless churches and congregations that that lack faith in the written word to such a degree that they demand performances, they demand a show, they that the world has entered into the church so um, greatly that they want the church to be like the world. The world must see things in order to believe. They they must be shown. It must be um, clear to them. And then we'll believe. Yes, perform a healing and, and cause the lame to rise up and walk. And, of course, that... That isn't happening. Uh, that If anyone's involved in that kind of stuff, those types of healings, it, it's all trickery. It, it's all complete deception and conscience deception on the ones performing it. There are no healings like Christ did healings in the Bible. There's, there's just these um, shenanigans going on in the churches. But, but it is possible for someone to fall backwards because God says that's the sign that he allows Satan to to do. And maybe it's possible for someone to to speak in a tongue and for uh, Satan or an evil spirit to uh, bring that forth through an individual. I don't know. But if there is anything supernatural, it's not from God in no way possible are any of these things coming forth from God. They are coming from Satan. In Second Thessalonians 2, God 
tells us of the man of sin, who another name for Satan. And he says in uh, verse 3 of Second Thessalonians 2, Let no man deceive you by any means. And, and, and notice again this word deceive. And we're living in a time where there is just tremendous deception, tremendous deceitfulness. And, and God was speaking the truth when he said that every brother will utterly supplant. We, we can't trust anybody. And, and I don't want you to trust me. And I don't, uh, expect you to trust me. And of course people want me to say that. Some people do want me to say that every time. Uh, because Mr. Camping said that so often. Well, I mean that every time I teach. I mean that all the time. I'm not going to say it all the time. You know, to say, don't trust me, trust the Bible is not scripture, that it ought to be said every time a study is presented. And we don't even say the same scripture every time a study is presented. But it is fact. And E-Bible Fellowship does believe this wholeheartedly that no man should be trusted not not um and no matter how faithful they might appear not even mr camping and mr camping god permitted as a excellent example of that when after his illness in, in the final days of his life uh, he said that Oh, well, I guess it's true that the churches were right. No man can know the day or hour. He presented no proof for that. He did not do any Bible study to show how that is. He did not answer the many scriptures that that contradict that idea that God has given in his word. He just said, no man knows the day or hour. And do we trust that? I don't trust that, and but Mr. Camping said it. I don't care who said it. I don't trust that because I don't trust anything anybody says. I've never trusted the man, Mr. Camping. What I've trusted is that when Mr. Camping in times past would make a statement, he would then do a very in-depth Bible study to prove the things he said. And then... After proving them, then I trusted, yes, it's true. The Bible doesn't teach hell as a place, but rather annihilation. Yes, it's true. Christ didn't pay for sins at the cross, but from the foundation of the world. Yes, it's true. The church age is over. Yes, it's true. May 21, 2011 is and was judgment day and, and so forth because scripture supported it. But when someone says something and and offers no scriptural support, well, you're going to just trust what he says because it's Mr. Camping or because it's me or because it's Robert or because it's some other teacher? No, no, we don't trust men. E-Bible Fellowship doesn't trust a single soul living today. And by that, I mean that we won't Follow after what any man says without Bible support for the thing being said. And that goes for me too. We, we have to have the Bible supporting and teaching the thing that's being said. And everyone 
ought to be checking that out uh, as a Berean to see if it's so. And uh, I'm not going to say that every time. That's just a standing principle for eBible Fellowship. Check it out. And and uh, yes, don't listen to me, but trust the Bible only. And, and that's uh, really how it's always been. But especially in this evil day, in, in this awful time where the church is, is gone. It's just gone. It's gone in complete rebellion and it has no truth whatsoever. And then you look at the, those that are outside the churches and you still find error in individuals and, and, and other groups or ministries. We can't trust anyone, but we trust the Bible and, and God warned in many places, but here in Second Thessalonians 2, verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. The Greek word translated as falling away is apostasia, where we get our English word apostasy from. There must come a falling away first before the Son of Man before Christ comes, before the day of Christ. And that apostasy has definitely arrived. We are um, long beyond that point. And then it says in verse 4, Who opposeth, this is referring to the man of sin, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he is God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then um, skip down a little bit to verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Uh, what what a, a sorrowful thing this is as God is speaking of the church world of Christendom of the the time of the end, the time when the man of sin takes his seat in the temple, that has already been done it's been accomplished and the time is a time of all deceivableness all manner of deception and and not only is Satan, who's the father of lies in the church, not only was uh, he permitted to go there and, and the whole church, 100%, the, the corporate body given over to him for destruction, as that is the manner that God uh, determined to judge the church. Uh, not only that, but 
God is also operating along with that by sending strong delusion that people will believe these things. They'll believe these lies. They'll think wholeheartedly in, in their mind, in, with their heart, I'm saved because I accepted Christ, because I was baptized, because I spoke in tongues, because I fell backwards, because of this work or that work or the other work. Then, and it's nothing but strong delusion. And the word delusion is the word often translated or also translated as error. Error. God will send them strong error that they should believe a lie. They're, they're going to hold on to the lie as gospel. They're going to hold on to uh, the thing that Satan has fed them, to the the signs and wonders, uh, to their their um, miracles that that they can see with their eyes. They're going to hold on to uh, these things and believe it and trust in it, and and they're going to be uh, quite content in them. What what a horrible thing. What an awful thing it is to believe, to strongly believe a lie, and to trust in these things. What what a terrible thing it is for people who were in the world and came out of the world, they think, only to come into something worse in the church, something far worse, because at least in the world, they they weren't uh, consciously doing worship to Satan, but, but of course all unsafe people do worship the beast. But in the church, the church is designed specifically for worship and, and by going after these things and, and thinking they're of God, uh, they're, they're doing service to the devil, service to Satan. They're worshiping the image of the beast. It's just an ugly, awful time that we live in. And in the church, what a terrible time for people to go to church and to bring their families to this church, this, this church that, that has been given over to Satan and, and to the beast. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.